Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Terry Rozier, you're listening to the Causeway Street Podcast. Now listen to my boys Joe Sway, Joel, and Sean. All right. Well, first and foremost, let's start this episode by uh, giving a shout out to Danny Ainge. Um, glad to hear that he's doing much better. Suffered a mild heart attack Tuesday night in Milwaukee. So I just want to start the show with that before we get into uh, breaking down this series. So what's up, you, guys? Danny. It's the Causeway Street Podcast. Joseph Pavone here. Joel Pavone to the left of me. Sean Dutra. This series is tied one to one. In Boston, game three tonight between the Celtics and the Bucks. And I said from the beginning, man, this team got to take one in Milwaukee. Yep. They got it done. They did. Didn't anticipate such a blowout in game two, but that's what we got. Uh, and of course, well, we, we, we got we to gotta break this down, man. How did this, how could this have happened? I mean, I, I get it. 23 pointers is a lot to give up. There's two blocks. But nonetheless, the Celtics in the second half, the way that the Milwaukee Bucks defended the Celtics, I mean, that's something that they have to be prepared for in game three because I just didn't like the whole like body language from these guys after the game. You know, it's like, oh yeah, well, they made a bunch of shots. Um, I think it's a little more than that, right guys? I mean, the defense that they saw from Milwaukee was clearly not what they saw in game one. The adjustments that Mike Budenholzer made, made all the difference. And I just feel like the Celtics may be overlooking that. And just looking at what they did from the perimeter offensively, what Chris Middleton did, what Giannis Antetokounmpo did, even Eric Bledsoe scored 20-plus. So I, I just feel like heading into game three, that's got to be a focal point in their approach, making sure that they're able to counter Milwaukee's defense, especially what we saw in that second half. Really, though, it was the fact that Milwaukee was just draining fucking threes. It didn't matter. I think I think the Celtics gave up. I think the Celtics gave up in the second half of that game, which, I mean, whatever. They took one. They did what they needed to do in Milwaukee, and then they gave up, which is not 
a good sign for Boston. <laughs> what do you mean they gave up though? No, when when, when they mean, went you, when they went you on mean 30, after the thirty-one no, to four run, or you're talking about four, throughout the third quarter? No, uh, maybe during the thirty-one to fucking four run. So then that's a terrible sign. Yeah, yeah if no, you're giving up and throwing out during it's during that good. run, no, it's not good. I don't think they gave up. They were trying shots. I just I just think it turned into a lot of hero ball. Like I'm going to be the one that's going to get this back on track. Like despite Kyrie Irving. Having a, a shitty uh, first half, yep. they were still only down by four. And even before that run, they were down by three. I, I felt like the Celtics kept climbing out of holes, and then that last hole, they just never climbed out of so, it. So I think let's talk about Kyrie Irving a little later because I have some interesting thoughts on okay, that. But, but I, I mean, realistically, like the Bucks team that we saw in game two, I think is going to be the actual Bucks team that we've seen all season. Like I think, like everyone, everyone wants to say, oh, after game one, uh, it's over, it's over, it's over. The Bucks teams, this is the old Bucks, but it's it's really not. Like I think what you saw in game two with Chris Middleton, stupid Brook Lopez, I still don't believe in him, but and a little bit of Eric Bledsoe just dashed in there with the, with the rest of the team playing okay. If Chris Middleton is on. When he's on against the Celtics, it's not like he's on against any other team. It, he, mm. When he's on against the Celtics, he's like Glenn Rice in the three-point contest in 1998, bro. <laughs> he's just – he's legitimately – he's unstoppable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, And if if you're going to get that Chris Middleton, if he, if, he, if he just caught fire and started heating up, then Celtics got a problem. Big problem. Well, I mean, you can't, you can't have uh, Middleton, Antetokounmpo, and uh, Bledsoe Go off for nearly eighty points. Right, that but, can't that can't happen again. But that they've been doing that all year, pretty much. Going back to game one, for example. Well, right, let's go back to game one. Go ahead. All right. In game one, the only one that had it going, even though he only scored sixteen points, was Middleton because he did everything. He rebound. He he had seven or eight assists. But when the other guys don't have it going, and onto the Kumpo never got going, that's what made it tough for Milwaukee to. To have any offensive rhythm. In game two, the other guys were heating up before Ante Decumpo and Bledsoe started to heat up. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, Miritich. Yeah. Oh, it was yeah. Hill. It was, um, Lopez. Yep. Those three guys in particular. Um, Pat, um. Condon. Is that his name? Yeah, he's from Mass too. Yeah. Okay. He's got, he, he's got one more inch of vertical than Vince Carter did. Well, he, he got he got going offensively. <laughs> he got going he offensively. He's got a forty three inch vertical. You know the uh, the quote unquote non adjustments that uh, Buttonholes said that he wasn't going to make. No Sterling Brown had Meritage in there, and the only reason why Meritage that was didn't, a big adjustment. I know, yeah, but, but he Meritage said that they started. weren't. He said that they weren't going to make any adjustments. And you believed him? No, I'm, I didn't you believe fool. him. All I'm saying is maybe other people believed him. But <laughs> my point is, my point is, um, so you believed him. Just that alone, and then once those guys hitting two and three and four three pointers, then it was like Antetokounmpo was like, "All right, guys, now it's time for me to go off." Yeah, Bledsoe as well. Bledsoe got going so, because of his three pointers, and then he but, was getting to the free throw yeah, line as so well. Joel, what 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 I'm trying to say is that this Bucks team can score. Okay, but the flip side though, this Bucks team can score though. I got you. I'm not saying they can't. Yeah, we talked about that heading yeah, into the series. About, yeah. We talked about how oh, they're they, the number they, one they, offensive team in the I got NBA. you. I got you. But the Points flip per side, game. yeah, the flip side. Yeah, why did the Celtics? Why were they so successful in Game One? Why? Because they had five, six guys and in, in, in double figures. Yeah. Okay. JC Tatum didn't have a good game. He hasn't had a good series at all. No. But you, be you know, it, it wasn't noticeable in game one because he played more defense. Mm-hmm. But in game two, because Irving wasn't wasn't scoring, because Hayward wasn't scoring, 
and Jason Tatum, it was noticeable. Horford did, was doing well, but it can't just be Horford. Yeah, Horford's but, but been even Morris is doing well. Okay, but why why weren't they scoring though? Because it came down to the defense. The Milwaukee defense, Bucks' defense. I got you, but it came down to defense on Kyrie though. Like the way that something's defended yeah, on, 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 on Kyrie and on, on Al Horford, because Al Horford has been the focal point of the entire offense. And, yeah. and, and they finally made that adjustment in the second half. They, they took away Brooke Lopez, which was the right thing to do. I, I'll, honestly, I'll be surprised if he starts game three, because when you put in Ila, Ila Lasova, out of all people, Ila Lasova, you put him in defensively, who's willing to not only go out to the three point arc and, and defend Al Horford, but well. can also, Keep up with the switches. Yeah. Brooke Lopez can't keep up with the switches. No, no he's chance. horrible on defense, which yeah. is why the Celtics got out to a big lead again player. in, in, in yeah. game two. Celtics got, got out to a big lead in game two, just like they did in game one. Like you said, their offense lit, lit, lit up the Celtics in the first half, but on the, in but, the second half, it was the defensive adjustments that made all the difference. But you can do that if you're the Bucks, if everyone else is scoring. But so it would have been a closer game but, though. If, but if everyone else is scoring, if you have, if you have Bledsoe scoring, if you have, like you said, George Hill scoring. If you have Miritich feeling it and Middleton feeling it, then you don't need Lopez. So then you can fa- play more defensive. But if that, that, that's what I was trying to say is that if you don't have Middleton going off and being literally unstoppable, hmm. then you're going to need a guy like Brooke Lopez to score points because at the end of the day, we've seen two blowouts right now in the first two games of the series. I don't think either team has played particularly well defensively in either of these two games. Maybe game one you can you can give it to Al Horford who well, well, shut team, down. Team wise, well the way the way, team the, wise, the way they though. defended team Giannis wise, yeah, though yeah. you can give them the, that. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, definitely, but team wise, team wise, team no wise. team has played great team defensive basketball. And I think in game one, the Bucks just missed shots. Game two the Celtics missed the shots. Celtics too. missed shots. Yeah, because well, Kyrie... that, that's what I'm saying though. It's like I, I think like we we seen two blogs I think you're going to see like game three and game four be like very close games, but in the one twenties, because these teams, mm. the, 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 the only way the Celtics can keep up with the, the Bucks isn't to play better defense because the Bucks have too many weapons. Yeah. They need to play better offense and they, which means hitting shots, hitting shots, getting Tatum more involved. If you've got to force feed Tatum to start the game, I would do that. Well, what's going on with Tatum? Well, why is he not performing? Well, well I mean, what I was going to say with, with, um, real quick about Kyrie, who he struggled getting in. Well, he, he got to the hole, but he missed a lot of layups and that he was even trying to like get, get people involved mm-hmm. and they were missing shots, especially Tatum. Tatum took what? Eight shots. He only had four points, five points. Like Tatum's got to be a little more aggressive. So Tatum, Tatum on the road has historically been a lot worse than he has been at home. Yeah. Right. Especially in the playoffs. Especially in the playoffs. So I think you're going to see a different Tatum at home. I think you're going to see more of the, uh, the game, the game one and two Tatum you saw in the, in the first two rounds. Mm. Uh, in the and, first round, yeah. In the first, in, yeah, in the first two games in the first round. Mm. Um, and, and what you saw last year where this, the, remember, the Celtics last year without, so, so that game was so reminiscent. Of the last year's Celtics. Yet Ky- Kyrie was basically missing, right? Mm-hmm. Hayward was basically not there. And guess what? They struggled on the road against a, against a good team. Come back home. Yeah. I think you'll see a different Tatum. I think you'll see a different Brown. And I think you're going to see more of what you saw in game one from Terry Rozier. 
Well, if you're talking about Jalen Brown, though, I, I think he's been he's been fine throughout yeah, the first I, couple I, of games I agree, yeah. on both ends of the floor. He's been consistent. I mean, throughout that drought, he was the only vision. one that Sean was. Wanted. If Jalen Brown's your most <laughs> consistent player, that's not good for the Celtics. Yeah, yeah, but he's the most consistent. Yeah, but neither is that means number, Jason Tatum going that means for number 10. one through six are not are not doing well. So now, oh, let's well, rely on Jalen Brown. No, but no, but Jason not, Tatum is four of seventeen. Right, I'm I'm yeah, telling you, he well, combined. yes, I know, I know, he's had a tough two cup two games, but no, the Celtics are nearly unbeatable when at least those two are go are going have it going. And then oh, yeah. three or four more guys. You know yeah. what I'm saying? No, even if both of them have it going, if both of if Brown and Tatum have it going, and Horford's playing the yeah. way he's playing right now, they're fine. Because even if even if Kyrie is not making shots and he's getting people involved and they're making the shots, it's a closer game in game two. But I, I just have an issue how they lost the game. I don't care that they lost, but I, and I don't I don't agree that they just they they quit. They like, gave up. I, what 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 game two proved to me is that the Bucks they're front runners. Okay. Yeah. Oh, they're, yeah. Oh, they're, oh, they're, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Their their bread and butter is scoring points in the open floor, transition points, grabbing the long rebound, and you saw the stuff that's like struggling. Like, oh, so to me, that's God, not another missed shot. That's not a front runner. Though. A turnover, another turnover, and they're they're taking it off. That's, and that's good, how they. That's, and that's a good they, team. Yeah, but when you force them in a the half court set, though, Milwaukee's they're yeah. they're a little bit lost. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Pun intended. Do you know who likes? But One, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't I even thinking that. But all right. Negative at all. But you know what I mean. All right. So, what kind of adjustments can the Celtics make? Maybe it's on the defensive end, like Bring Sean back said. Marcus Smart. I well, that, and I agree with Sean in terms of what you have to improve your offense because if the Bucks get a double digit lead and the Celtics are not hitting shots, mm-hmm. that's a problem. It's a problem. If the Celtics have a double digit lead, then you got to keep your foot on the gas. Yep. Because they have a hard time, and and, and it's it's been seen all all season long. And I know, I know it's the regular season versus the postseason, but the Bucks historically this season, when they're in a the fifteen point to twenty point, it's it's hard for them to come back. They don't know what to do. I'm just saying, all, all I know for them is, to come back. If, if we're gonna go, if we're gonna circle back to the Kyrie thing, like I don't, I don't necessarily put. I think he was surprised. Of, he was surprised how they got. He yeah, got defended. Yeah, I know. Do you think so? I think so. Or do you think he just wasn't hitting shots? In the first half, he wasn't hitting shots. In the second half, like Sway said, they clamped on it. They're like, all right. He's not hitting shots. Let's frustrate him Let's even more. Him. And he was like, fuck, I'm trying to get to the free, th- I'm trying to get to, mm-hmm. at least get to the free throw line. Yeah. Because if you look at the track record, I mean, that's what he does. Like, yeah. if he's not doing yeah. it in the first half, right after halftime, yeah. he starts taking yeah, matters into his own hands. You know, yeah. something was off when the Celtics were getting to the free throw line early in game right. two. Right. And rhythm wise, they were a little off in the first yeah. half, regardless if they, they were still not only down by four yeah, points. See, I thought that was great. No, no, <laughs> it was no, like, you're okay, right. Perfect. It's, you guys are great. getting to the line. You guys already have more free throws than you had. Uh, in the in, in game one, they hadn't got to the line until the second quarter. I agree, but one. Kyrie is not getting to the line. That's you know what, what the funny thing is? Like though, if Kyrie gets to the line, he hits a couple of free throws. He's like, all right, he's feeling, I, he's yeah. feeling yeah, it. But Kyrie's yeah. never been that kind of player to get to the free throw line because he he shies away from the contact. No, he's so quick that he goes by people and weaves through defenders I, where he doesn't get touched. I get you, but the Celtics in in general don't get to the free throw line. So here's the thing: in game, they hit shots. They're a jump shooting team. Let's face it. In game two, I looked at the team stats and they were all pretty. Similar. I mean, I think the the Bucks shot like five percent better than the Celtics that entire game. Yeah, they were in the low forties. Right. The right. Bucks. But you know what the big difference was? Rebounds. Nope. I think the Celtics even won rebounds. No, no, they didn't. They didn't. That's, that's the first time that they didn't win. They only the... lost by like two or whatever. I think it was very close. Yeah. Everything was very close. Even turnovers. I looked at turnovers. I said even free throws. Free throws were pretty even. Too. Free throws are very even. But you, you know, know what it was? Twenty brothers. I was. You know what I was it was? Shocked. <laughs> yeah. You know what it was? Three points. Three, three pointers? pointers. Yeah, yeah. The Bucks hit ten more three pointers than than the Celtics. Yeah, twenty threes. You're not gonna. They you're took not gonna, of them. Yeah, you're not gonna win a game when 
the other team hits shoots a higher percentage yeah. by five percent. You can you can beat a team if they shoot a better percentage than you. You yeah. can pretty much in that seven minute stretch in the, in the third quarter. That's bang. that's all Done. the Bucks needed. Just threes. That's it. Yeah. So I mean, threes and I mean, forcing turnovers. Yeah. The best, the best three point defender in the league is on the bench right now, though. Mm. That like, there's no one better in the NBA. In my opinion, that can close out on the three point line, the Marcus Smart. Well, then Celtics better get used to it because, oh, they better make the proper adjustments because, in my, by my estimation, game seven, maybe, no, maybe I, six. I, I say six. On, I think maybe back, six. I think it'll be back in game five. No, that'd be, that'd be great. They, if, 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 that'd be great. Especially, especially if they were to close out game. If the Celtics were to win the next two games yeah. and they're, they're, they're trying to, they're trying to like win one more in Milwaukee. I don't. Yeah, that might not be out of the possibility. I, well, I, I they do so. have an extra day. I don't know they where do. this extra day came from, but there's a there's there's two days in between game three and yeah, four. The, the, <laughs> where where the extra day came from? I don't know. Maybe the NBA just wants you to play a seven game series in forty seven days. <laughs> I mean, literally, literally, they they closed out the I, they beat the Pacers like one and a half months ago. <laughs> Plural months. Yeah, <laughs> one months ago. <laughs> no, it's it's been ridiculous. The Bruins have played seven. <laughs> this is why the playoffs shouldn't start in the, and, and on series. the weekend because you got like four or five games in one day, and they're like, "Now, how do we pull this off in the middle of the, <laughs> the week?" The Bruins are about to wrap up their series, and the Celtics are still—it's one-one between no, the Southern. No, no, no. no, no, no and the the, the TD Garden is like, "How do we schedule this? How are the Bruins, the Bruins and the Celtics going to play in the, the same Bruins day?" The Bruins and the Celtics started on the same day, and now the Bruins are in Game Five, and we're still waiting on Game Three. <laughs> All right, that—that—that's a problem for me. Scheduling conflict. No, I'm just just <laughs> hurry the fuck up. All right. Well, speaking of players coming back, there what about go. Malcolm Brogdon? What what happens when he comes Yo, back? Because real, he's destined to come back in Boston, whether it's Game Three or Game Four, he will be back in uniform. I think that's real a problem quick, for, for the Bucks. Bucks. No, I no, think that's a problem for the Bucks. Real, real quick, when did Malcolm Brogdon become like their second best player? He's not a three point shooter. <laughs> but I'm just saying though, like no, it's like Middleton is their second best. Player. Can, I know, I know, but no, but that's that's, that's my three. that's my point. But no, he can't. The talk, Brogdon, he can't hit the three, bro. He's he's not consistent, but he can make it. He's not a three point shooter. Yo, he's. 50, 40, 90. 50% from the field, 40% you know from three, 90% right. from, from free throws. Right. I think you say smart. I, like, no, I think smart went another 40. No, but, but yeah, so that's, that's my question. Because it's like all this talk about when, when Brogdon gets back, he's going to be, and I, and not to take nothing away from Brogdon, because he's, I know he's very important to what they do. And I, he's probably going to be their primary ball handler, even with Bledsoe in the lineup. Mm. But let's wait until he comes back <laughs> before, <laughs> like, we're talking about him being like, the 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 next thing since I don't know since since Ray Allen I guess well I think for he, the Bucks he's their Marcus Smart in a sense in a but, sense but because but the Milwaukee Bucks just with more offense well yeah with a little more offense I think he put up about fourteen fifteen a game yeah um yeah so it's another playmaker for them I it's get another it another playmaker for them another defender he can't sleep on his defense he's a guy who's going to do a lot of he'll be guarding guarding Kyrie, Kyrie yeah. um because Bledsoe can you know mm. th- let's not let let's not kid ourselves here yeah. I mean what happened in game two wasn't Kyrie Bledsoe. Irving being off was not Bledsoe. <laughs> Putting the defensive a, clamps on him. The team. Yeah, it was a team. It, it was Collapse, collapse on him. It was Kyrie Irving going past Bledsoe and his teammates saving his ass pretty yeah. much. Yeah, yeah. And, and for the record, let's be honest. Brogdon is no Marcus Smart. All right. He's their Marcus Smart. No, he's, he's their version of Marcus. We're yeah. not, we're not, when we say their Marcus Smart, we're not saying he's exactly Marcus he's Smart. He's the X Factor. He he's makes that guy. winning plays. No, yeah. that's not what we're talking yeah, about. Damn right. No one makes winning plays like Marcus Smart. But baby. if you listen to the talking heads on the national media no, or even in Milwaukee, player. yeah, but they're making it seem like he's their second best player. Brogdon's and I, their, I disagree Brogdon's with that. probably their fourth best player. All right. That's a fair, that's a better assessment than what they're saying now. But I think that's still, that's like, still wait till he comes back. It's going to be a completely different series from Milwaukee. Here's the reason why Brogdon's important to the series. Look at Philadelphia right now. 
and everyone was shitting on Philadelphia. But the thing is, is that when you have a good starting five and a legitimate starting five that you're not worried about, then guess what? Mike Scott, Greg Monroe, um, who's the other guy? Uh, James Ennis is okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. they're okay because you have talent in the lineup. Brogdon makes, um, Pat Connaughton be like a, a little extra piece. You know right, what I mean? Like right. it's just more talent. The more top end talent you have, you're going to be a better team in the, in, in the playoffs and not, not in the regular season, but in the playoffs. So I think like, that that's what that's what they're looking for. If they if they can get somebody that comes off the bench and scores ten points a game consistently, yeah. Well, I mean, Buttonholzer, I mean, he does he does go to his bench quite frequently. He does, yeah. he does, probably a little too much. And yeah. by the way, by the way, he, is, he, does, is, he doesn't let things get out of hand. They're like, oh, Sterling, you missed two shots. Get the fuck out. Yeah, nice guy. Ster- first off, first off, <laughs> first off, where the fuck does Sterling Brown come from? Because um, he's like out of the rotation now, though, so you don't have to worry about him. Yeah, right. <laughs> he and played like also, ten minutes. Also, guys, also, guys, guys, he had back spasms. Okay? He started in game one, and then he played like ten minutes in game two. Miritich took a spot, so that's a wrap. So, why did Miritich shave his beard? I don't did know, you man. almost not recognize him? That's no. Right. What's up, up? What's up with his teeth, bro? He always does that, though. What's up with his teeth? Like he messes up, up his teeth? No, no, no. His, no, no the, the beard thing. <laughs> he, <laughs> the beard literally, thing. he literally he did looks... it. He did it in the playoffs when he was with the Pelicans. It's something I don't know. Maybe it's a superstitious thing for him. I don't like that at all. Well. Help the Bucks. Mm, well, <laughs> talk about a random thing that pisses Sean off. Yeah, mm-hmm. just just looks like a just looks like a seventeen year old Czechoslovakian. Student. Wait, wait to Harden one day decides to do that, it just, it just the world's going to stop. All right, let me ask you guys this: Who's the third best player for the Bucks right now? Hmm. Wow, the reason why we're gone, we've gone Greek silent Freak, here: Middleton, and then Brooke Lopez. Lopez over Bledsoe in the series. Yeah, yeah. Nah, I got Bledsoe. Mm, nah, yeah. Probably, yeah. yeah. Right now, yeah. All right, who's the third best player? Because of his game two output, yeah. Who's the third best player on the Celtics? I say Hayward. series? Hayward? Yeah. Okay. No, it's Jalen. Jalen? Okay. Because I think you got Kyrie, Horford. Are we recording this right now? Jalen. Let's make it sure. You don't want the laptop. something good with with Jalen. In a two-game fucking spread, Jalen Brown could be the best player on the floor. But he can't do it consistently. That's why I fucking hate, can't stand the guy. All right. I think well, Tatum has been so good. My problem with game two is that the third best player on the Bucks, be better, all right? the third best player on the Bucks is was playing better than the third best player on the Southern. Like that's the problem because we all know what, what we were saying heading into the series. They're top heavy, right? There's Giannis, so, yeah. obviously middle Jalen Brown disappoints again, <laughs> but that's not even it though. Cause, cause it, right now is Jalen, but who should it be? Tatum. Yes. Oh, it should. Well, and, and Bledsoe, I say, I, say, I say Hayward because we well, did. Actually, actually, before the series started, no, 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 we said Hayward's well, going to be the most important in the series. You know what's for the funny Celtics. is before this, before the, before the, well, he's out playing Hayward started, too. If you listen yeah, to the I'm podcast saying. before the series started, we said we said Greek Freak, Kyrie, Middleton. No, but we're talking about individual. We're but not then, talking about like all together. But then we said, then we said Tatum or Hayward, and you know what we didn't talk about? Horford. Horford. Yeah, yeah. Horford. And yeah. Horford's somebody, been somebody called us out on the on Horford. The Horford's been the best player for the Celtics. From game one of the Pacers series to now. He's, he's been the been, best he's player. The most consistent, he's yeah. been the most consistent best player. Yeah. Yep. Most and, important. And, and you know what? I forgot about player playoff Horford. There is a different, double, there is double, a different yeah. Al. Well, see, mm-hmm. that's that's my point, though. When in the second half started, Al hit another three yep. because Brooke Lopez just, just Sucks. denied, like, <laughs> pretty much. Well, he was the only well, one he, hitting shots. He hit the third three, wide open three, because yeah. Brooke Lopez refuses to go out there and defend yeah. him. He's like, nope. And... Mike Budenholzer, Budenholzer, if I say his name, Budden. Bud, Budden. as they call him, Bud, 
yeah. made that adjustment. Wise. And I think that made all the difference, man. I'm telling Her. you. Like, at this point, Dude, if they get to Al again and Kyrie, it's not gonna it's not gonna look good for the Celtics in game three. And right. if they lose, that'll be the reason. Listen, no. I think that you need to the Celtics need to keep riding Horford. You need to keep well, I'm riding not saying Horford. Bench him. I'm no, saying no, look but, out for those adjustments that they're making on oh, the defense. No, yeah, yeah, I hear you, but I think like there's there's ways on this Bucks team, like whether it's who whoever's in the middle, if it's if it's Lopez, if if they go small and it's Antetokounmpo, they have nobody that can guard Horford. I think I think like they are underestimating the fact that Horford Yeah, one on one, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Horford can 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 get open and Jay anything. What, yeah, even get, far, even how, get to the hoop. We'll how far is the three hoop. point line? 27 feet? 27 feet and in. Give it Horford, <laughs> wide open, done. It's, it's automatic. Right. And I think like. The pick and pop, man. That's what I mean. He's a, he's pick a, and pop. And, and pick he and will roll. pick and pop you to death. Yeah, but they gotta do it. But they, they can't, no, no. they can't win on a pick and no, pop. They I need, think, they need to the only thing. Is. I think one thing you're gonna look for tonight is the high low. Yeah, okay, you're going to see him throwing it into Kyrie because whether it's Kyrie against Bledsoe, whether it's Kyrie against Sterling Brown, whoever it is, Kyrie, Kyrie's going to have the edge in that matchup. What about yeah. the Al Hofford pick and roll, man? That, that's a, that's a thing of beauty, man. That pick and pop right there. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying, though. They've made that adjustment that they, they've, they, they can cover that. No, and then we, we talk about someone like Jason Tatum. If Jason Tatum gets going, if Jason Tatum puts the ball on the floor, he's, the he's able to produce. But it's not a then that, roll, that, puts a foil, yeah. that puts a foil onto their whole plan. So pick and pop, pick and pop means, all right, you, you make a decision right here. So Al will always drain that when he's wide open. And that's where most teams find success is defending that. And yeah, but say, he's only drained that. Brooke Lopez is guarding him. Well, make him pass, right? And then who who's not hitting the shots? I think you're right. I'm agreeing with you. Tatum's not hitting shots. Morris, Morris has been hit or miss. Yeah, Morris has been all right. But like in terms of people creating their own, no one's been able to do it consistently throughout no. the first two games. Do we, no, maybe Jalen Brown might be the most consistent scorer right now. Oh, shut the fuck up. Come on, Sean. Look at the, look at the score. Look at the no, numbers. Al Horford has been the most consistent player. Jalen's been shooting like 50% throughout this series. Oh, Jalen Brown, yeah. Do we agree with the Morris staying in the starting lineup? Yes. Absolutely. Okay. What's the starting lineup look like? Jalen Brown, Kyrie Irving in the backcourt, mm-hmm. Jason Tatum, uh, Morris and then Horford playing the five. Though he doesn't like playing the five, but he's been doing pretty well at it. Yeah, yeah, I would do it because him playing the five right now is basically like him getting wide open shots yeah. anytime he wants. And like Sway said, when, all, when, when Brook Lopez is out there, he's like, I, I'm not if, going out there if, to but, shit defend him. But if Lopez, if Lopez doesn't start, I put Baines right back in. Okay. I do. If I'm, if I'm, uh, Brad. Mm, I like Baines off the bench. See, I love, I love Baines right off the bat because you know how games start sometimes. You want those quick, easy putbacks, man. He's he's always there. So I don't know. I think uh and, I, and, and well, he'll hit a three occasionally every now and then. For the record, did you guys uh right now the Celtics did what they needed to do. Yeah. They won a game in Milwaukee. Split one. Split them, yep. That's huge. Yeah. If the series was two old bucks, we'd be having a completely different conversation. And and you know what? I think we're only a little bit more critical about the team because it should be two oh Celtics. You go down four at halftime away, and you and you're you're so if you look if you look at the tail of two tapes, the tail of two tapes though, the first half, Kyrie sucked and you were only down four. 
Yeah, well, look and at, then you come back and let them go on a thirty-one to four run. Okay, let's let's look at your, your squad there. The seventy-six Philly. They were supposed to be down two zero. Nobody talk about Philly. <laughs> they were up two to one, motherfuckers. I know that, but I'm saying who but, said Philly wasn't going to make the Eastern Conference Finals? Listen, me. Who said that? Pipe down. Listen, who said that? Series just started. Listen, who said two, two to one? Who said it's Who said it's going to win game one? You did. Okay, and then you said they were going to win game six. Yeah, they're going to wrap it up in six. Wrap but it up in six. Let's see what happens. That's low. Yeah, we're just talking about three and four right now. But my point is, with Embiid playing like shit, with Simmons playing like shit, Toronto shit. was supposed to win that game. Yeah. When they didn't. They, 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 the they, Phillies they bench came up and stepped but, up and okay. won that game. But you know what? That's why It's, it's I, just like little things that happens. But Philly's such a top-heavy team. Like, if, so if, is Milwaukee. Wait. No, but t- not, no one's as top-heavy as Philly. That's why I like Philly so much. So everyone's been shitting on my Philly pick. I'm sorry, but... I'm still going to be very confident in a Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris led team as I would with a Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid led team. Like I'm not, I'm going to feel better about Joel, Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. But even if they're not on, on point, you still got Tobias Harris and Jimmy Butler. And then it's okay to just fill in JJ. It's just, they got so much top end talent on that team. I gotcha. But this is, this is why I, I picked the Celtics in this series because if you're number two guy, it's Chris Middleton. Not yep. take anything away from Chris Middleton. He's Tobias Harris. Well, they, Chris no, he's, Middleton he's is Tobias, Tobias Harris. Harris no, they're the same player. No, they're not. Chris Middleton is a better three-point shooter than Tobias Harris, but they're the same player. Mm. They're the same fucking player, Sway. They no, are. I don't think they are. Yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah, no. they are. No, I don't think they are. <laughs> I think you're fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've been smoking too much crack. <laughs> He's there, Steve Francis. <laughs> Stevie, oh, what's he man. doing? Why do you got to bring Steve Francis? I'm sorry, Francis I'm sorry. You're right, you're right, you're right. He did, he did no. say he's, he's never done that. I'm sorry. All I know is he Catino, said it's not his cup of tea. Yeah, Catino Mobley yeah. has the most gray hair <laughs> he's, he, out of any NBA veteran. He's just he just aged. As soon as he stopped playing, he just, he just aged. aged. We we does that to you. He man. just aged. Oh, he does. Yeah, he does partake in the uh, marijuana. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Most not afraid. Not afraid most, to talk about it. Most burn bags they don't. Yeah, they don't, don't age say. well. Yeah. Don't don't age he still balls yeah. up in the big three, though. So he's like, I can burn and I can play half court. I can play half court basketball for four minutes a game. What do you guys think of um, Giannis <laughs> getting to the free throw line so much? Is that uh, legit? Is, is he getting favored? Is he getting calls? Or if, if Giannis is getting calls, Tatum should be getting calls. That's Get out of here with that. Tatum continues to bitch too. Tatum, stop complaining to the referees. All right, uh, you're not that ill. He needs to, he needs you're not that ill. Fucking calls. No, no, no. Tatum has to be more aggressive. Tatum feels like. He picks his spots. I'm gonna to try to be aggressive here, and then I don't get the I don't get the call. Slapping his hands. Come on, man. You're Dude, not that you're nice, Tatum. You're not that yes, good. Yes, he is. No, you're he's con- not. Yes, he is. If he consistently goes to the hoop, that yeah. might change. But he's not doing that. Yeah, no. score score double figures in the series, and then maybe we will start talking about Yo, him being a good thing, player. Because he hits a couple of shots, and he's just like, I'm good. I'm just gonna keep hitting the, that little mid range. Yeah, it's like, come on, man, mix it up, bro. That mid range. Yeah, but it doesn't. No, not always. No, no, they're forcing him into that shot because because he hasn't been always. The Bucks are living with that shot because they know he's not going to hit it on a consistent yeah, but level. You know that's his game. He he does the mid range shot to then be he able just, to shoot every other shot he wants. He's just not aggressive. That's not in his nature. No, but when he is aggressive, he's not getting any calls, and that's 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 a bunch of bullshit. Because I mean, you your you, boy Jalen Brown's out playing him the fuck out of him right now. You can't even deny that. Go ahead. In two games, no, the playoffs, the entire bro. playoffs, the playoffs, bro. Yes, man. Look at the numbers, yes, bro. man. Jalen Brown's been more consistent. Yeah. He's been a better Defense, defender. Yeah. I'm out. <laughs> Look, yeah, Sean picked up his phone. Go ahead, look it up. Look at the numbers, man. Jalen Brown is outplaying uh, the I've fuck out saying, of him. I've been saying overall, hey. as, the, as both of them looking at their 
their stats, they're not that far no, off. No, Pelicans are like, you know what? Give us Jalen. Fuck it. We'll take it. Here's Anthony listen, Davis. Listen. We'll take him. This is Jalen's third playoffs. It's only Tatum's second. All right? All right? All right? Just relax a little bit. <laughs> I'm relaxed. You're and, also, and also, Tatum, Tatum had more clutch baskets in the Pacers series than everyone else on the Celtics. Tatum. You're just making that up. No, I'm not making that up. <laughs> You're I'm making, not that, making up. that up. No, the one that had more clutch shots than Tatum was fucking Hayward. All right, fine. He had more clutch shots than Brown, though. Mm. Brown scores his points in bunches mm. in the first quarter, bro. Mm. I don't know, bro. Listen, I'm happy to see consistency. Brown Consistency. Well. We just want to see consistency. We just want to see consistency. That's all. Uh, you're telling me. I'm talking about I Tatum. I want to see consistency from Brown. I'm just telling you Tatum, bro. If he's not consistent, if they lose. He's in a rough patch. Listen, listen. If he, okay. So then when we say Jalen Brown's a rough patch, it's not, nah, man. That's just the way he is, man. Yeah, he's Brown's trash. just the way he's trash, he's trash man. Jaden Brown's that's rough patches last like seven months. That's false. As soon as he started coming off the bench, he's been, he's been the one that's made the biggest adjustment on this team. Because they just, they just. Whatever role maybe he's been doing, he does it. Maybe his mental skills coach told him to. Well, maybe Tatum, maybe Tatum needs a mental skills coach. Yo, <laughs> Tatum doesn't need a mental skills coach. You watch your damn mouth. <laughs> you know, he turned twenty-one. All of a sudden, he's like, "Oh, I'm, I'm, maybe you know, I'm, an, I'm an all-star." He's like, no, maybe not, he's bro. just drinking. All right, maybe everything of that. Tatum <laughs> Brown straight as a fuck. I would prefer to Tatum to say, "Yo, I'm not sleeping at night," <laughs> than fucking him just saying, "I know I got to be better." That's all he's fucking saying. This episode of the Codger Street Podcast is brought to you by betonline.ag. Right now, when you head to clnsmedia.com slash causeway, enter the promo code CLNS50, you'll get 50% back on your first deposit when you bet online with betonline.ag. It's plenty of action this weekend. We got plenty of NBA playoffs going on, NHL playoffs as well, and betonline.ag has their virtual casino where there's plenty of money to win there. I don't know if you know this, but the Kentucky Derby Ooh. is about to happen this weekend. And that basically, it's not Christmas, but it's New Year's Eve. For you betters, right? For the gamblers. That's right. There, for you man. gamblers. All I know is the favorite, uh, I forget his name right now, but he's already scratched. So hopefully he didn't bet yet. Bet now, though, because the field's wide open. That's right. and Wide you, open. And you don't want to miss out on this opportunity because betonline.ag gives you 50% cash back. On your first deposit, so you got plenty of money to play with moving forward. When you head over to clnsmedia.com slash causeway, enter the promo code CLNS50, they grant you that opportunity. Thanks to our good friends over at betonline.ag. Yeah, I got a text today about a 250K contest for the uh, Kentucky Derby, just, just as an FYI. So there's plenty of money to win. You don't want to miss out on this action. Head over to clnsmedia.com slash causeway and enter the promo code CLNS50 when you sign up with betonline.ag. Betonline.ag, your go-to online site for online sports betting. All right, let's get back to talking about this Celtics and Bucks series on the Causeway Street Podcast. The reason I asked the question about Giannis is because he had an interesting quote to say. After game two, he talked about how the Celtics going to the limit of fouling to the point where oh, yeah. everything right. but a flagrant. That's how everything but a flagrant. That's how tough the Celtics have been on him, right? Mm, I don't believe that. See, this is this is my issue with Ante the Kumpo as a whole. Why? Because he has he doesn't have that much playoff experience. That this is what happens in the playoffs, bro. You're seven feet tall. Mm-hmm. Take a little physicality. He said that no one's fucking. You know, if it if it was like what um. Jared Dudley did it and like, you know, pushed him or punched him. That's a different story. No one, no one's going out of their way to be like, 
I'm going to take Antetokounmpo out of the series mm-hmm. by fucking hurting him. No one's doing that at all. They definitely play to the limits of of uh, flagrant foul. I don't even think Boston has been playing that physical. They're playing just enough. I don't think defense. they've been playing physical though. But no, I didn't have a big. I didn't have a problem with the with the referees in game two. No, I didn't. But I there were a couple of plays where I feel like literally Aaron Baines is standing there with his hands up. Antetokounmpo brushes by his shoulder or foul. brushes by his body. Foul. Foul. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, okay, what else is he supposed to do? But that star calls in the NBA. Okay, exactly. Which is which you live with that. But yeah. then when that star and then it's complaining about the way he's being, come on now. Yeah, but that's like the hardest thing though. Like the hardest. No, thing. no, no, no. The hardest thing is different, bro. He's historically a flopper, mm. and when he doesn't get a call, when right. it's legitimately not a, a foul, and you're flaring your arms and you're sticking your legs but, out, that's different. If Andre Kumpa was doing that, then I'd have an but, issue. But this is what I'm saying. It's like Harden knows he, he, all he needs to do is do that and then complain after the game and then the rest of the series goes better for him. So this, <laughs> this, this, this is a problem. How's that going the first well, two games? Well, yeah, well, I mean, they're playing the Warriors without, you know, presence. he's sitting there like after game one, like, I couldn't see. Just wait till. I can't see who, who's that? Who's asking me that question? Game, wait until game five when it's two two, man, without cousins. That's so, so Asherah Blakely brings us up to Marcus Morris. Oh shit, uh, <laughs> Mook, my boy Mook. What do you have to say? <laughs> my guy yeah. Mook goes flagrant fouling him. He goes, please, borderline not fouling his ass with getting all the calls. He says, <laughs> did, did, did suck his teeth? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yo, I used to. He goes now you got merits for that shit. He goes now you got to fucking play. You can't complain to the refs. You got to play. That's what Morris had to say about that. Yeah. Here's the problem, though. When a star player complains about the refs in the NBA. It's just because the things next, are not going his no, way. The next game, just watch. Antetokounmpo is going to come into Boston and probably get to the free throw line 20, 22 times. No. Yep. No. Oh, I, I'll, I'll, put a, I'll put a bet on it. 22. No. 22 times. You want to take that bet? See the thing. The thing about this series is things. Things. No, listen. Things are not going. Things are not going his way. Right, yeah, he scored twenty. But listen though, he took. <laughs> he scored twenty nine points. Scored twenty one. How many free throws? How many free throws did he make? Thirteen, fourteen free throws. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it was better than game one. Game one, he didn't have a good. Like season. the Celtics can let him let him get twenty five to twenty nine points. It's how he gets there, and he's frustrated. Obviously, he's getting frustrated. And if this if the Bucks weren't hitting outside shots. Again, that's a closer game than what we're talking about here. So Morris continued to laugh. He said, man, that, that threw me off. He said, I, I didn't see it like that. I'm like, bro, you're getting all the calls, all of them. You can't even, he said. And then he, um, he motioned, he motioned his, his arms in the air. And then he added, this just shows we're probably getting to him by now. He's a great player. He's been playing well, probably MVP. If not number two, I guess we'll continue to borderline flagrant. Foul him or whatever he wants to call it. Morris ended it with that. I just don't understand the complaining when you're getting to the free throw line. It's not like, you know, situation that we've seen with like Joel Embiid where he literally pisses people off and he gets pushed and then people get ejected, things of that nature. What happened with Harden with his complaining ass and Chris Paul? Hmm. It's been a pretty consistent, um, going to the free throw line, mm-hmm. that series but over here too. It's not, it's, it's whatever. He's not as aggressive as he thinks he is. And the Celtics aren't playing him as aggressive as he thinks they are. Right. Plain and simple. So, should be interesting, game three. Must win, in my opinion. I mean, they're getting to him. They're getting to him. And you know what? Antetokounmpo knows that, and that's why he's talking to the refs. He's talking to the refs because he wants free throws. And I'll, I'll literally put uh, I'll put some money down on this. I'll put 100 bucks down that he'll get 22, for, 22 plus. So, 22 and a half free throws. For Antetokounmpo in game game three. 
Alright, so I should have a fridge now? Cool. Yep. No, 23, you win. 22, I win. I think the, uh, I think the Celtics split between three, three and four. Oh, they win four. game three. I think game three is a must win. And you still think the Celtics are going to win in six? Yeah. I think it's going to be. They can split. win game five and win game six. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I gotcha. What do you got? Who's going to win? Game three. Game, game four. three. Game three, I got going to the Celtics. I think it's going to be a very close game. I think it's going to be in the 120s if there's a spread. I mean, if there's an over under. Of two twenty, you go over that all day, every day, all day, every day, and um, yeah, I think I think if the Celtics are are legit, we'll find out in these next two games. They're gonna win one of them, which I think if they win one of them, that's good. But if they win both, if they can win both, that tells me that this team is ready to compete yeah. because because I've been I've been waiting for the downfall and I've been waiting for that that cliff that they're gonna fall off of if they played four good games, five good games. And then you saw a little bit of a um, <clears throat> cliff in game two. <laughs> what the fuck was that? Why'd you clear uh, throw it there? No, I just hope it doesn't keep snowballing. Oh, and okay. this yeah. team, so what? what is the one thing that I've said about this team all year? What are they not good at responding to? Adversity. Adversity. And they got adversity, adversity right now. So if if it's all about game three, this series is all about game three. If they can win game three, you get a couple days off. Come back home, clear the mind, win the game, then this team will be fine. But if they if they lose game three, the series is over. The series is over probably five or six. What? That's ridiculous. Well, you know what? I, I had them winning game three. I, I think no question they'll win game three. I think this is going to be – No question? This will be Kyrie's best game of the playoffs. I'm, I'm calling it like right now. 35. I, I got the vibe already, yeah. you know, from what he said after the game. I, I, I think His so mindset, too. like, no question. This is going to be the big one. Yeah. I think it's a, I think this is a must win for the Celtics. It's, you know why? 100% a must win. Because I think they will do it, but I just I just don't know if they, they, they haven't done. They haven't gone down in this series. Yeah. They won game one, obviously. They lost game two, so if they're able to win game three, and even if they lose game four, it's like, all right, it's, it's tied up again. But they so haven't gone down in the series. I don't think they'll ever go I'm down in the about, series. What? I don't think they'll ever go down I mean, in the it's, series. It's been two games, it's in, and they won the first one, so it's impossible. But, my, my, that, but that's my, my point is you, they, they, they're not trailing in the series. Right. right. I think they'll – yeah, you know, I'm with you guys, too. I think they'll right. split, but I think game four is when they catch that out. Yeah. Head back to Milwaukee. If they win again, the shit. Yeah. Man. If they head back to Milwaukee, I mean, they could – you know what? I'm, I think they're gonna go down. I think this is the adversity that they need to well, push themselves res- to push themselves past the past the Bucks. Can and, they and respond? And, to and it? I think being down three two will do it. Can they respond? I think they'll win two in a row at the end of this. I really are do. they? Celtics and are they a team that responds to adversity? I think they are because they have a guy who came back from being down three one. Kyrie Irving has been down three one before. Well, he hasn't done a good job of the regular season, so we'll. I see mean, they could still win two in a row. They win if they win three and four and. They can still win the series without having to be down in the series. But I don't think they'll win. Like you said, I think they'll split these two games. Yeah. I think they'll win game three. They'll lose game four. So it's still 2-2. Right. But game five, I think if the Bucks win game five, How vital is game you're down 3-2, right? How vital is game And I still think if they're if they're down 3-2 after game five, they can still win two in a row, six and seven, and wrap this thing up in Milwaukee. Celtics oh, okay. Lose. I thought you were saying like they that they would. They need to lose these two, three and four, to be down. Oh no! I'm like, wait, what? The Celtics, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tank, the, tank these next two. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? And no, then just went out, and then went out. No. Celtics lose game three, though. <laughs> Proves to everybody that you can just yeah tank these games, yeah, and then still come back and win. <laughs> no, I'm saying to Sean's point about facing <laughs> adversity. I think that's when that adversity will hit. 
When they're down 3-2 after losing game five, yeah. and they got to take two, six and seven. Celtics uh, lose game three. Oh, okay, you're still, chance. yeah, okay, you're saying they have one and seven. All right. right. I still think it's still one and six, but yeah. Celtics lose game three. Do they have a chance to win the series? Yeah, they still have a chance. Yeah. I don't believe so. All right. So even you, if they win game you, four? You said that in your prediction. We get it. This is a make or break right now. All right. This is their adversity. I don't think it's make or break, but I think it's a must win. So What the fuck? I think it's a must win, but, but it's, it's not like, a make or break. No, because you're saying, oh, it, it, it's over in five. That's what you just said. What's a make or break or a must win to you? A must win. It's the same shit. It's not the same shit because it was, if, mm. if the series is tied mm-hmm. 2 2, for example, uh? it's, it's a must win game five, right? But if they don't win, is the series over? Uh, no. Okay, then. I believe if they, even if they lose game three, the series is not over. You're yeah. saying See, Sean, Sean thinks that if they're down in the series, then they, they, then yeah, no, they're down and out. They're down and out. Yeah, I think in order for them to win in six, I don't oh, want to play game seven. Obviously. They don't, I, I don't think they should go down. That's right. what I'm and, and then you know what, guys, also too? See. They can't lose three in a row. <laughs> Thank you. They have to make sure they don't do that. They yeah. definitely don't yeah. lose three in a row. You don't want to do that. Yeah. That'd be bad for them. Mm-hmm. If they do, they're in trouble. Yeah, they're definitely in trouble. <laughs> Everyone out there is like, what the fuck are they talking about? They're fucking stoned? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> That's what it was last year. Yeah. You just can't. You got to win the next one because you're in trouble after that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> if they want to win the series, they have to win four games before the Bucks win. Four. <laughs> All right. Let's get into that. Uh, um, let, let's wrap this thing up here. The way we wrap up every single episode here. The Cosby Street Podcast. With a bow on with it. With Joel's In Case You Missed It. 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 As the world turns in Lakerville, in Lakerland, as they, they continue to search for a new head coach, yeah. apparently the reason why Magic Johnson quit as the team's president of basketball operations has come to light, and that's because he was, quote-unquote, accidentally CC'd on an email between Rob Palenka <laughs> and Jeannie Buss <laughs> as what? they were shitting on him and his great job as president of basketball operations. So. <laughs> that didn't happen. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm that's, business, ass, that's business 101, <laughs> If this is true, then you know it wasn't out by accident. Yeah, it wasn't by accident. It wasn't by accident. <laughs> no, it wasn't. They, they know how they've used. So what did so so, so everybody in the Lakers organization got the same fucking email? Come on, going back and forth talking about how he's been. And then that's for why the he record quit. though. For the record though, maybe his. That's may, the that was the backstabbing he was talking about. Maybe his uh, email address is <laughs> Irvin Johnson, and they didn't. They call him Magic all the time. <laughs> they're like, so. they're like, wait, wait, this, look, Irvin, Irvin Johnson must be like a PR guy. He, he needs to be on this in this yeah. chain, this email chain. No, no, maybe, maybe, maybe it was like a, maybe it was like a, like an all-encompassing email chain. They were like, they'll take magic out. And they're like, no, magic's not in here. No, but bro, Irvin, take Irvin magic M. Johnson. Out. Irvin M. Johnson is still on the list at, at Lakers.com. No, you don't even mistakenly do that on like a group text. No, Never no. mind, like you have to type the person's email no, into a CC. That's happened to me once. You accidentally CC somebody? You know, you yeah. CC somebody that you were talking negatively about? You know what I did? I, I, I messaged, I instant messaged somebody. God. That I was trying to talk shit about to their boss. But in a, like in a nice way? To them. Oh, man. It was like, yo, what the fuck is Alan doing? <laughs> <laughs> and I sent it to Alan. And he's like, what do you mean? Respond. <laughs> and I was like, ha Good job, Alan. And I, <laughs> Alan's been fucking killing it. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> yeah. One time on a text message, I did that with, I did that with Trags. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Shout on Trags it's and he got it to him. It's happened to a lot of people. <laughs> Trags goes, Jesus. Uh, it's tracks, buddy. <laughs> oh, he so it's like, I know, man. Gotcha. Yeah. April yeah. Fools. Yo, tracks been fucking, it's fucking up February lately. guy. Yeah. Yo, that, that was like Chris Solani on our podcast. Man. I texted. 
<laughs> he fucking thought he was talking. <laughs> he thought he was talking to the fucking. Who do you think he was talking to? I don't know. The fucking. I don't know. Kids. Kids. Bop. No. Speaking of Chris, what's up <laughs> with him lately, God. man? Who? Chris. Chris. Bellani? Yeah. We're, we're going back to this? I don't know, man. He's throwing jabs at you on, on EI with, What's uh, up with that? With Alex Reamer. Every time. No, you know I'm what getting, it is? I'm getting these text messages being like, yo, Bellani's mentioning you again. Every, he's not saying good no, things. Every time What's he, up with that? he wants to throw jabs at Gilroy, your name is just like, oh, oh, speaking of Gilroy. It's synonymous Joe with Joe Sway, you know, it's always flip-flopping his takes about the Celtics, you know, you can't take him seriously. What's flip-flopping? I don't know, bro. Like, from the beginning, I've, I, I, I've said from the beginning, this Celtics team. He says you text him all the time, apparently. It's going to bow out in the Eastern Conference Finals, and I haven't changed that. Yeah, well. But according to Chris Villani, they could, they I didn't could. have this team coming out of the first round. Yeah, like, where did Chris, you get that from? Get, Where's the audio of that? Let's get Chris Villani on the next podcast, and then let him... Let him do his thing. He's gonna deny it, bro. Let let him, I never said that. Let him do his spaghetti. Let's let him do his alphabet soup of fucking take. And the last since the playoffs have started, I've, I've and it's probably happened more than these two times. I'm I'm, I'm mentioning all the times that I've heard him. He's always bringing your name up. Chris, right, Chris Villani makes play Adam Kaufman out. look like fucking Skip Bayless, bro. <laughs> we're gonna play this one out and see. Let's, let's see how this goes. Let's see how much mm. he, he keeps mentioning me. Yeah. But if you it. want, why don't you accidentally send him an email? I'll take email. the proper precautions. Yeah, send, accidentally send, send him an email, send an email. <laughs> and shit on him and see what <laughs> he says. Send an email to... See if he responds. To me talking about Chris Villani and see what happens. Yeah. yeah. Cut, this, cut this little piece out and just send it to him. Yeah. Yeah, I, actually, might, I, I might have to because I, I, I think the podcast. I, I think it's funny how how many how many how many times my names come out of his mouth. Yeah, it, me I just don't like I just like the fact that every time it's about Gilroy, it's like oh, it's Gilroy's boy. Reamer's the one that he does the show with. Villani mm-hmm. does the show with. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> the two sass mm-hmm. sassy guys. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot of sass between those two. Yeah, yeah. Matt sass. That's, that's a very like, sassy. That's show. what I'm saying. Like yeah. all of a sudden, he's like oh. I'm this guy now. It's like, no guy, you never was that. And if, and if Alex Reamer is the one that got that out of you, great. In case you missed it, Vince Carter, who is the NBA's oldest active player at 41 years old, has announced he will return for a 22nd season. Word. Wants to remain with the Hawks, Hell actually. Yeah. Good for him. Of course uh, he does. If he Dope. does get signed by the Hawks or any other team next season, he'll become the first player to play in four different decades. Not everyone, obviously, is excited about the news as former all-star and Gun pretend gun toting Gilbert Arenas mm. has voiced his opinion on Vinsanity tweeting out, I respect your love, but there's young players trying to live the dream you did. And every year you play, that's one player getting cut from his dream because they will take your name over them. And he really can't spell it, by the way. Everything Damn, is like that, numbers that, that's and that's like, a little yeah, true, that's a, that's a little Gilbert, true Gilbert types the way we did on AIM when we were 10. <laughs> yeah. when we we're 10 years old. <laughs> And we used to write like everything in lowercase right? and like what's up with the little like yeah W U T for what's or S W U T S for what's or whatever like like Gilbert you're like forty bro like fucking spell better <laughs> that's the way he would put spell better spell better Paul does that sometimes too you don't spell good Paul man. Pierce Paul you don't Pierce spell does good that sometimes too yeah, yeah. but he just got yeah. on Twitter though Gilbert's been on for a little while that's true All right so. Gilbert, what a hater! Shout out to shout come out to on, man. Yeah, I mean, that was just too much like, to like Sean. Okay, I, I guess you, it's true in a sense, but it's like, come on, it's if, the Hawks, if, man. If if, <laughs> if Vince Carter is preventing you from making a team, then just wait your turn. Work a little harder. Not only that, but wait, wait your turn. Right, just give it a couple of years. All right, he's not going to be there forever. He's just mad because by twenty nine he was out of the league. Gilbert. Yeah, well, uh, don't bring guns to the arena. Yeah, and you 
could have kept playing. Don't pretend to be he, a fake. He could dog. probably still be in the league right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but mm-hmm. uh, what, what what's Vince making? Probably three mil, something like that. Yeah. Veterans minimum. That's like that's like two. That's like two young players. It is. Yeah, but it's, I guess it's one way to look at it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but you know what though? Gilbert's going to be playing in the big three, so we'll see how see how much game he still got left. All right, and speaking of returns, Greg Popovich has committed to coach for his 24th season in San Antonio. Yes! Why? Pop is expected to sign a three-year extension, keeping him as the NBA's highest-paid coach. Yo, hang it up, Pop. I'm sorry, man. Oh, man. Jesus. Talk about Gilbert over here. I mean, <laughs> Debbie Downer over Why? here. You're taking up a Kawhi spot Kawhi for a younger <laughs> coach. No, I'm just kidding. That is true. That is true. That but, is true. No, but He's not having fun anymore, Joel. Come on, man. No, but you don't He's know just that. just going though. through the motions know, at this but, point. What else is he going to do? He's, he's committed to coaching uh, Team USA, right? So in between that and the next Olympics, what is he going to do? His wife passed away last year. What is he going to do? <laughs> I knew you going to bring that up. I know. I'm just saying, though. What is he going to do? This is like, he's like, I got nothing else. Mm-hmm. I think after these three years, though, or maybe even like two, he's done. He'll be done. He knows. I, I just think he's just mentally checked out. You know what else about Pop that pissing me off, too? The, the, the mid-game interviews, okay? It's not funny anymore, bro. All right? If you just well, stop being a dick, well, the guy's trying to do his job. Maybe he should have just fouled. At the end of the series. Don't you, but don't you think that's probably like the guy, whoever's interviewing was like, all right, you know, be a dick. And Greg's like, I don't do that anymore, man. That was for Sager. He's not here anymore. So, nah, man. You don't, it's it's a, you don't think it's a, it's a, oh, Pop loves that shit. Like, you know, the guy, the guy, whoever's in the truck is like, yo, okay, you know, get, get Pop to be like agitated, okay? He's like, but he doesn't like that anymore. It's gotten to the point where he's just like the get off my lawn old coach who just. I think you say he's miserable, man. Yeah, the, no, no. The, the, the Spurs can go on to win the championship, and he'd have the same. But I think it's the opposite. He carried himself the exact same way. I think it's the opposite because even like after losing to um, Denver, he was just like, "Well, you know, we'll just come back next season." Whatever. <laughs> if he was like, hmm, "Well, you know, I tried," he's not saying any of that. He's just like, "Well, you know, it just wasn't our night. Fuck it." Next, <laughs> moving on to the next thing. I guess it's like it's like the big tough guy when he just has like a kid for the first time. He's just like, well, you know, the sun was shining today, and it's just the way the cookie crumbles. Next thing, yeah. rest in peace to uh, real quick to Celtics legend and NBA Hall of Famer John Havlicek, who passed away last Thursday night. Mm. Celtics will honor him. He is a franchise leading scorer in uh, minutes played before Game Three at the TD Garden, Celtics, as they should. Celtics already have a little R.I.P. Have a little black stripe on their jerseys with number 17. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah, man. Rest in peace. John Havlicek, man. What a legend. And last but not least. All right. Bear with me here because I got a plethora of congratulations, birthdays, and anniversary shout outs this week. So, happy birthday to our favorite brother from another mother, John Dutra. Oh, okay. Who is celebrating a birthday. Hey! And Causeway Street's second generation, Jordan Lucas. John's <laughs> Jordan son, Havlicek. who turns one next week as well. Hell hey. yeah. Congratulations, brother. Thank you. One year of parenthood. And that's yeah. why Sean is so drunk right now. Look at him, man. I'm not Papa shrunk. Sean. Papa Dooch. Has it been a year already? Damn. It it's has been a been. year. It's been a year. And it's, uh, seemed, wow. it seemed, it seems you can, like you it's can, been about one, one month. You one can, month. You can Maybe hear, you can hear it though on these episodes over the past the year. Yeah. The crankiness. Yeah, for real, man. And the negativity at times. Yeah. Yeah. You've, you've aged. I won't say the whole time, but at times. At times. You know, the yeah. optimism, the narcissistic stuff yeah, sometimes. Yeah, you know, you, know you, have, you have a kid and, and you have a <laughs> All kid. That. And All just, that in one. You just realize that the world is shit. I got to bring this kid to this fucked up place and I got to show him the ropes <laughs> like and if, prepare I him for all this. Protect him at the same time. I got to do whatever I can to make Jalen Brown not run for political office at one point in his life. You know? Be okay. <laughs> nice little tie-in back to Jalen. Okay, I see what you did there. It always yeah. goes, goes back, back to Jalen. Well, happy birthday, Jordan. You're my man. 
you Love know that dude you know who else uh celebrating a birthday us as a collective podcast causeway celebrates uh, five years this and... yo maze maze huge huh? what was that maze day? huge what on causeway street huh what was that day that was may 1st actually May first. May oh 1st. shit, we passed yeah. it. Yeah, our our first episode we talked about. Never gonna forget that the NBA banning good old Donald Sterling from the league. Easter. <laughs> never never gonna forget that episode, man. You Funny, can have started. sex with them. <laughs> you can make out with them. Yeah. Just, Just don't, don't bring them to the game. Put it on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> don't put it on Instagram and bring them. Don't to the games. <laughs> bring them to the games. And she's and like, don't put it on Instagram. She's like, bring who? Who are we talking about? The black people. <laughs> Dude, not for nothing. Not for nothing though. She them completely. Not for nothing though. I'm I'm still to this day shocked that there wasn't one single N word in that. that yeah, word, right. Bro. Not once. Right. Like when you first heard it, you're like, damn, how many times is he gonna say it? Didn't say it once. But yeah. she did bait him though. Yeah, she bait him big. But time. you know, outside of Instagram, you know, he was, he was pretty liberal about the whole thing. You know. Yeah. Well, then his wife held the team on until the subalmer to Bill. By the way, that, changed that, the, game. That, the happiest guy in the NBA. Changed the, the game. You want to, you want to, you want to, you want to enjoy a video? Google Steve Ballmer dancing to start me up with Bill Gates mm. on stage. Nice I'm on it. Guys, that shit. Go to YouTube. Go to YouTube on that. <laughs> Billionaires, that's how they dance. <laughs> Another congrats here to Swayze, who's teaming up with good old Cedric Maxwell for a new podcast on CLNS Media. Yes, that's right. That's I right. Listen to the first episode. Three episodes up already. Oh, yeah, check listen. them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's uh good stuff. Came together real page. fast. It's great. It's good awesome. Stuff. I like Max. I saw Max one time at the Prudential Center. I said, "What's up, Max?" And he goes, eh, "No." Nah. Walked away. <laughs> really? <laughs> he thought about it. How come we never heard this story before? I was with a bunch of my You're making work this people. up. No, I was with a bunch of my <laughs> He's work like, people. No, that ass. We were going to the top of the hub. Leading the crew because I booked the whole thing. Yeah, and I was like, "That's Cedric Maxwell." And everyone in my work was like, "What? what? Uh, who? Why? What, what do you mean? What, what do you mean?" And I was like, yeah, "Fuck these guys." I went up to Cedric and I was like, "Hey, what's up, Maxwell?" I was like, "What's up, Max?" He goes, "Ah, hey, nah." He thought about he thought about stopping, but he was like, "Nah, not breaking stride for you, bro." And I go, "So." It's all good. No one knows who you are here anyway. So. <laughs> I was trying to prove a point, but... It is what it is. You kind of disproved my point, but thank it you, though. would have been cool if you said, what up? And then I looked back, and one person was excited. <laughs> <laughs> At least, like, two people walked over, and then they were like, all right. Yeah, no, nobody here nobody was did. like, we're out of the top of the hub. Quack, quack. Fucking pussies. <laughs> John Dutra. Quack, quack. Give me a now, God. I got the ball. By the way, ask Max if he remembers that shit, man. Nice to you on the podcast. Right, oh I'll, I'll bring it up. I'm, yeah. sure, he, I'm sure he remembers. Be like, you still cold, you still all, shouldered my boy. Out of all, like, you know, stories from the 70s and 80s. Yo, do you remember that one time? I mean, at I the mean, Prudential? Maybe he doesn't go to the top of the hub all the time. So maybe, <laughs> maybe that'll ring a bell. Yeah. Yeah, man. Never know. So yeah, so, you know, go, go over to, uh, CNS Media. You can actually download the app. By the way, who's this top? Right, and we're, and, and we're and we're on subscribe. Um, who's my Rushmore? We're on we're on iTunes as well, so you can uh, subscribe. Oh, to there it. you go. Yeah, you know what else is on iTunes? Celtics post game show, which I've already oh, made two that's appearances. Right. On. That's right. Joel's been doing that. Check him. Hey. Check him out. I'll be on before the series ends. Definitely a time out? or two. Is Bobby still doing Bobby bombs? Actually, I haven't done one with Bobby yet. Okay, good. And Sean, you got to listen to the episode to hear Cedric's Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. Okay, I will. So get on that. No teases here, bro. You got to get on there. Subscribe. Give me one. Michael Jordan. 
Hmm. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> 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 he, he made the cut. He made the cut. Well, guys, that's that's all I got for this. In case you missed it. 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 Obviously, check us out on CausewayStreet.com for all your playoff coverage. If you haven't already checked out my Celtics Bucks matchup, not even a preview, just a matchup of every every position in this series. You still promoting that, Joel? Yeah, man. Gotta go. Gotta go. <laughs> hey, Marcus. Gotta, gotta get the little crumbs that I can get, you know, here. Marcus Smart's gonna change the series, by the way. So hope he returns. He will. He'll be back. Hope he returns. He when so. he returns, that's, that's when the series will Game change. six, he'll be back. Five. He'll be back. But you know what, man? You know who I was glad I ran into? Watch him come back in Milwaukee, four, bro. Just be all shocked. Who? <laughs> A legend, bro. Who? Biz um, Marquis was in the oh, building, bro. Shit. Get the... F- out of here. I was like, yo, Biz. I was going to say, you met Tone Loke? No, I heard the bit. Kind of the same realm. Yo, I'm, I, I, get same out, realm. I get out the elevator. I'm walking down to get my halftime coffee. I see Biz literally coming out of the tunnel. He just finished performing. I was like, yo, Biz, Marquis, what up? What did he perform? <laughs> Boogers, bro. I think, I, I think he said... Um, <laughs> That's what I was telling. I was telling Joel, right? It sounded like Bill Cosby right there, bro. Oh yeah, it did. <laughs> I was telling Joel, no, I could do, I could do, I could do karaoke of Bill Cosby as Biz Marquis. <laughs> I was telling Joel, I was like, yo, we all know what he's gonna do, right? I was like, let's, let's see what kind of songs he does before, or maybe he does it after, or whatever. He didn't even pop up the crowd, or nothing. Huh? He comes out the crowd, everyone's like, Biz Marquis, everyone's like, ah, everyone cheering, cheering, just like, it kind of went quiet for like three seconds, and he was just like. Have you ever met a girl who... And I just started dying laughing, bro. Like, he just goes right into it. <laughs> no no, no chance he was going to do uh, something I else. This, like, I got this they, family they behind paid, me. They're like, what the hell is going on right now? Like, who is they this They paid dude? me $8,000? Not even, bro. To get in one song. Yo, that's two Gs max, bro. Oh, that's eight Gs. For one song? For one song? No. Yeah, no chance. That's that's no AG's. chance, It's the bucks, bro. They need, yeah. they need, they need a halftime singer. Mm-hmm. Yo, fucking! It was either between him or Slick, him and Slick Rick, and Slick Rick can come back to the country, man. Yo, the last—that's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> what I mean. The last guy at the end of the Bucks bench. Everyone makes like else 50, from that era bro. is they're everyone not, else. They're not giving the, out that kind of money. They get out eight k, eight k, eight, five k, five k. Okay, maybe five. I would say five. I should have asked him. I did ask him. I, what, say, I, I did say, ask him though. I did ask him this though. I said, "Yo, twenty five hundred. I said, "Yo, just see his reaction. I said, "Yo, yo, yo Biz, yo, where the hoe is at?" He just started dying laughing, and then he didn't tell me. How does he laugh? <laughs> I'm not kidding you, bro. Something like that. That, that, that sounds about right. <laughs> Yo, you funny man. You funny man. What does what does the representative say? What, it was. What, what, you, what you talking about? It was Gar- sweat, garden, garden tools. It was sweating like crazy. I'm like, bro, you did one song. <laughs> Take it easy. He was like out of breath when he was doing a song. Too. Yeah, he's definitely he definitely does that shit on like acid now though. Oh, sweat, like, sweat. He's on like a different drug now. He's not just like drinking and smoking. Yo, I didn't I didn't even know he even like he was, on, he, he was even performing. He sends me the the picture of the selfie and he has the Bucks jersey a uh, Bucks shirt on. I'm like, yo, he's a Bucks fan. He lives in Milwaukee. He was like, nah, man, he performed at halftime. I was like, oh, what did he perform? <laughs> he was like, new, a new song. <laughs> check out my check out my IG. I put like a minute of it up, but like he's literally running out of breath. He was just like. <sighs> Cause he's like yelling. Don't even give me that. <laughs> Come on, man. Don't even. Don't even. Oh, baby, you. I like that song. The DJ was like, "Oh, it's a great song, bro." Can't hate the song. Hate give it up for Biz. I think it's funny. Biz Marquis was that. And it's now. In Milwaukee. <laughs> yeah, that was like, and now, for your halftime entertainment. <laughs> that was like when we went in on the tangent about the plain white tees and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Post-game concert. 
It didn't beat the dude from Indiana, though, who fucking lost it at the bar on some chick. Who was it, Adam Lambert? And kept it moving like nothing happened. That was, oh, that was yeah, hilarious. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you uh, are back I told from Milwaukee. You to get the fuck out. <laughs> I was like, were you there for the fucking like, the snowstorm the day before? <laughs> like, Yo, I just missed it, actually. Oh, okay. I saw there was a bunch of snow on the ground, but I, well, luckily, luckily I didn't have to uh, travel through it. I got nice. there. I got there at a perfect time. If I got there early... That Saturday morning, yeah, I probably would have got hit. Actually, I probably would have been stuck at the airport. Mm. But, um, good old Milwaukee. Yeah, they got hit. All right. All right. There you go. This is Marky. We'll wrap this thing up here. We're about it. Later. Peace.